Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Welcome to episode 47 of the Exploring Washington State podcast. This episode's a conversation I had recently with Madison Ford. Madison is the Director of Tourism and Events for the Kittitas County Chamber of Commerce. We talk about Snoqualmie Pass all the way east out to Vantage. We talk about Cleelum, Roslyn, Ellensburg. We go down the Yakima Canyon. Madison shares with us a whole bunch of great ideas of things to do and see in Kittitas County, no matter what time of year. And so if you haven't been down I-90 and driven through Kittitas County lately, you're missing out. Go take a look. But before you do that, make sure you subscribe to us on whatever podcast channel you're listening to us on. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. If you can give us a review on iTunes, that'd be great. We appreciate that. And if you want to share it with your friends, that we'd appreciate that too. You know, we're just grateful if you guys are tuning in, but we want to make sure we're delivering content to you that you enjoy and you find valuable. So if you've got any feedback, go ahead. You can email me directly at podcast at explorewashingtonstate.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, send me an email. Let's talk. Maybe we can make that work. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, um, I currently serve as Central Washington's Director of Tourism and Events through our Chamber of Commerce and work with our municipalities to oversee countywide tourism strategy, event planning. I kind of work on the lodging tax process um, and really work hand in hand with hundreds of tourism related businesses to leverage their, their messaging to our tourism audience. Um, yeah, I graduated from Central with a bachelor's degree in public relations and a focus on events and shifted into digital marketing, working at a few digital agencies over on the West Side with clients in destination marketing. Maybe West Side is something that we really just say over here on the East Side, <laughs> a derogatory term. <laughs> it, but, is, uh, it is. It is. Um, but yeah, my heart was really drawn back to Kittitas County and all of the amazing, diverse um, attractions that we have here and being able to share them. So I'm happy to be talking to you today. Yeah, this this should be fun. So, uh, you know, referencing Central, when I, I jokingly said before to many people is that my freshman year was the best six years of my life. I have very <laughs> fond memories of Ellensburg and Kittitas County. And, yeah. uh, and since we just live in Wenatchee, we, we, we have friends, well, they just left the region, unfortunately, but we'd go see them play. They'd play like at the Dakota or at Cornerstone <laughs> pie. So we'd come to Ellensburg, you know, for dinner and go back home at night. So I, I miss Ellensburg in a lot of ways. I just couldn't convince the family to move there cause it was too windy. Uh, yeah. So when we, th- when we all think about Kittitas County, at least the people that I talk to, we think about Ellensburg, but there's a lot more going on in that County than just Ellensburg. So I really love it. If we could start maybe going from the West side of the County and and work our way East for this conversation. Yeah. So why don't you start us off in the, the Western part of the County and we'll go from there. Yeah. So, um, Kittitas County is, kind of different from a lot of other destinations, even in Washington state, we are made up of a collection of really small communities um, and some that are medium sized and and they're all really growing 
and becoming more and more popular. Um, but you, as you said, Ellensburg is really iconic. A lot of people know Clee Element Roslyn, but um, folks might not know that Kittitas County spans from Snoqualmie Pass all the way out to Vantage. So um, Snoqualmie Pass in itself is a huge tourism driver to our area. Um, if people don't really know much about Snoqualmie Pass, it is known for skiing. There's a lot of hiking. Um, Drew Brew, the brewery, is up there. Um, we have an incredible some the Summit Inn, as well as um, some really good restaurants as well. Um, and we like to bring people over the pass just to get that first taste of what Kittitas County can look like. Uh, right now, it's it's kind of covered in snow and really popular. There's a lot of snow parks and hiking in that area. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that's really attractive for West side travelers because it is so close um, to Seattle. It really can, you can get there in around an hour or less. Um, and we really have developed our targeting methods on a tourism level to attract educated, responsible, and supportive travelers to um, Snoqualmie Pass, um, ones that will enjoy our area, support our businesses, and also leave our natural areas better than they found it. So that's been a major focus for us up there. And that's so important these days is that uh, we take good, we're good stewards of the areas that we're visiting and uh, taking advantage of. For me, it's funny because all these years that, you know, I, I've gone over that Snoqualmie Pass hundreds of times. And I've never thought of Snoqualmie, the ski area at Snoqualmie as being in Kittas County. I know it is, but I, just, <laughs> I always think of it as King County. I don't know why that is. I just associate Snoqualmie, skiing at Snoqualmie with the west side. I don't think about it as being part of Kittitas County. So, Right. Um, well, and that's what makes us a little bit different is that... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the biggest, I mean, besides Easton, which is a fun destination on its own, um, it, the the next town is Cleelum East, um, and that is about 30 miles from Snoqualmie Pass. So I think that's why a lot of folks um, don't associate it with being over here, that they kind of think that Cleelum is the first Kittitas County-based town. Um when in reality, uh, we are just a little more spread out than a lot of other regions in our state. Well, like you said, Easton or, you know, even Roslyn, Ronald, all of those, but they're off the highway. So you don't really think about it, I guess, when you're, when you're driving through, I mean, when you're right. driving 90 on your way from the West to the East, you know, you tend to just think, what are the exits? Right. You know, at least that's what I do. And, that's not necessarily fair. So what's going on up at Snoqualmie this, this, at the time of this recording, it's, we've just had a, I think the pass is open. Finally, it was closed for a while <laughs> yeah. because of avalanche and they've got a lot of snow up there. So what's going on up at Snoqualmie this, this season? Has it been busy up there? It has been. It's actually been a very dry winter for us, meaning that our upper county region has gotten snow. Um, and of course, Snoqualmie Pass has gotten snow, but 
Up until just a few weeks ago, our whole lower region of the county, um, pretty much anywhere east of Cleelum, and Cleelum itself hasn't gotten much. Um, and so it's created an, an issue where, especially with the pandemic, a lot of folks are wanting an excuse to get out. They want to get outside, take their kids to go play in the snow. And it creates a lot of pressure on Snoqualmie Pass, um, especially during dry winters where that's the only place to recreate in the snow. Um, so we've had to work with the, the Forest Service and a lot of our other partners, um, the Washington State Recreation Forum, um, the Public Health Department, obviously, and the past to come up with ways to kind of educate travelers in advance before they even get here on what's open, what's not open, best practices, how to recreate responsibly. Um, it's really about that pre-travel education, um, as well as dispersing folks. We know that they're coming, and so we've been able to um, open up aid temporary snow park in um, Easton at our 29 Pines campground near Cleelum um, and just kind of point folks in other directions rather than right in the congested uh, Snoqualmie Pass uh, area. So um, it has been extremely busy, but it's what we like to see. And, and we do love to have uh, Westside travelers come over and support our businesses. And so the more that that can happen, the better in the eyes of a lot of our small business owners that rely on traveler spending. Sure. Well, let's, let's just stick with Snoqualmie for a second, but let's, let's imagine now it's summertime. Mm -hmm. What's going on up there during summertime for people? In the summer, Snoqualmie Pass really changes. A lot of that snow sticks around for a while. Um, but there are still a lot of opportunities for recreating. Um, obviously, Snow Lake and a lot of other trails in that area are increasingly popular um, as it is really beautiful on a sunny summer day to be able to hike up and see a tranquil lake that's starting to unfreeze with a frozen mountain backdrop but a blue sky. Uh, that's something that really makes our area very unique and special that we're able to hold that snow in Snoqualmie Pass year round and then have other areas in our county that are more of a desert uh, feel. So a lot of hiking, a lot of um, beer drinking, obviously. Drew Brew is a major player in Snoqualmie <laughs> Pass and they're connected to the Commonwealth, which is a delicious uh, restaurant. And um, it, uh, we find that a lot of folks come up to recreate for part of the day and then for the other half kind of hang out, get a beer um, and relax as well. Um, it's kind of that perfect balance to both be active and then uh, be able to sit back and enjoy just resting for a while as well. So I'm going to ask you a question. You may not know the answer. You probably do because I feel like I'm probably the only person that doesn't know this. But how did Drew Brew come up with that name? Is there? Do you know about that? 
That's a funny question. I know that the owner, I work a lot with him, Drew Ernst. He, his name is Drew, spelt like okay. Drew, D-R-U. Okay. And so I'm assuming that he just kind of worked with his team to play off of that name um, and just added the okay. word to the end, spelt the same way. Okay. Because I've always wondered, it's like, it's an odd name to me. And <laughs> how did it? How did it come about? So, okay, cool. All right. Well, let's go a little, let's go a little to the East. Do you want to do, you want to talk about Easton or Roslyn or what, where would we go next? I would say, um, Easton is a great place to stop and hike. Uh, they have a fun parade and other, uh, unique events that happen, but it is a pretty lazy town. Uh, one of the bigger ones, which is 30 miles east of Snoqualmie Pass and is still a small town in a lot of our eyes is Um, And they are really a hub of outdoor recreation. They have Lake Cleelum right there. Um, they have a beautiful historic downtown with shopping, restaurants, a new um, art gallery, which you guys should check out, called Pacific Crest Creatives where they do classes and um, they highlight over 20 artists from around the Pacific Northwest. So their downtown core is extremely attractive to a traveler because it does allow for that escape from the West side, from the gloomy skies and from the traffic to almost as if you're going back in the past into history to experience a more simple lifestyle. Um, and that's accompanied by, of course, the luxury of Sankadia being within that region. Uh, the whole area is known for weddings, events, um, wine tasting, of course, um, and then being kind of accompanied by the smaller communities of Roslyn, which is tucked up a little bit past Cleelum, um, the smaller community of Ronald, which is even past Roslyn, um, and other surrounding communities as well, such as Tiana Way, where folks can go out and hike, get out into the mountains, um, experience what that feels like, and then come back to Cleelum to rest and rejuvenate before um, heading back out. Yeah. I've got two, two places in Cleom. I, 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 I enjoy is, and that's the 509 Bakehouse. Yes. Um, I really do like them, but the one, the other place that I always get a kick out of is, and they don't do it as like they used to, but um, Owens meats and their, their vending machines of meat. Um, I always just thought that was the most, bizarre idea to put a vending <laughs> machine out with meat. Right. And I, I remember I, I saw one at um, Gerald's bookstore in Ellensburg and I think there was like steaks for sale in there. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to buy my steak from a vending machine. Well, actually, yes, I am. I'm going to say I done, I've done that once. <laughs> and, but they've done, and they they're putting them in lots of locations and we've, we've talked about Owens meats before and, I just think that every time I drive through Clayhome and I see that vending machine out in front of their store, I just, I just chuckle. I just think it's cool. It is um, so cool. They're very, I mean, and with yeah, their new point sorry, rest. Side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, 
It is. They're expanding yeah. so much with their new Point Reston um, location and putting new vending machines up all over the state, um, kind of allowing people to access the good stuff before actually coming over the mountains. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a must stop in the area for sure. And I've been there before where the line's out the door (laughs) and everybody in the line is from Seattle. I mean, they just are, it's just, it's just comical. It's like, we're all from the West at that, t- that time that, that, that experience happened to me where the line was out the door. I was living in the Tacoma area and I'd come over and I wanted to get some, some, some meat and the line was out the door. I was, I was absolutely blown away and we started talking to people and we were all from the West side coming over to Cleo to go to Owen's meats. Right. It's a huge so, uh, anyway, traveler I, stop I, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Let's, let's, let's talk about Sankadia for just a second, because honestly, I've, I've been there a couple of times. I don't know much about it, but if like, they've got a lot of golf there, am I correct in that? Yes, they do. They're actually, a, a lot of people think of them as a resort when really they are a whole campus of um, different properties and different attractions. Um, they have the, yeah, they have the prospector golf course, um, which was actually designed by the Arnold Palmer course design company and the rope rider golf course, as well as the tumble Creek golf course, um, and multiple pools. They have the swift water, uh, winery and, um, you can do tasting and eat there as well. They have the lodge and the inn with different, uh, restaurants as well as the Glade spring spa, which is a whole nother experience in its own. Um, so Sankadia to us isn't just a resort, you know, it really is a whole campus of activities. Um, and we work with them to provide different seasonal activities too. So in the winter, they offer, um, temporary, you know, ice skating and, um, sleigh rides and, um, unique activities like that. And then in the winter, they have their bike riding and you can rent scooters and, uh, really create your own experience throughout the year. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's pretty We've we've gone over there a couple of times because some of our, our friends have played in, in, in live live events there and uh, yeah it's always it was kind of like wow in fact the, our little origin story the reason we moved to Wenatchee um, was our friend's band was playing there one night we drove over from the Tacoma area and my wife started talking to some other people there and and they said yo you have to move to Wenatchee that's where you need to move. <laughs> and my wife comes back to me the next day and says, we should go look at Wenatchee because we want to leave. And so because of Sincadia, we moved to Wenatchee. That's, that's our story. Um, anyway, let's, let's keep going past Cleelum, but I want to skip Ellensburg. Okay. For now, we'll come back to Ellensburg. Okay. Vantage? Yes. Um, do you want to jump all the way to Vantage or do we... Good. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of small communities I have to at least mention before um, kind of getting into that conversation. Of course, Roslyn, which we touched on, it's 
it's extremely historical. Um, there is mm-hmm. incredible mining history, um, located in the, in the Roslyn region as well as Ronald. Um, and I kind of mentioned Tianaway. In my opinion, Tianaway is our new up and coming recreation hub. Uh, and I really see a lot of growth happening in that region. We have, in my opinion, as a local hiker as well, some of the most beautiful hikes in our county are out in uh, the Tianaway. And it's kind of a local secret. So those who listen to the podcast might <laughs> um, kind of be let in on that. But uh, it really is something very unique and special. Uh, and kind of tucked back right now and something that we're working on expanding um, and, and kind of building out the infrastructure. But um, I really do see it growing into being something similar to um, some of our other communities that folks travel to go see. Um, as well as okay. Thorpe, which Thorpe is uh, kind of a smaller community right outside of Ellensburg. It isn't necessarily a traveler hotspot, but they do have like the Thorpe Mill and a lot of interesting history there. Um, And then, of course, Ellensburg, which we don't need to talk much on. A lot of people know about Ellensburg, but we do have an incredible historical. We'll we'll come back to Ellensburg. We'll give Ellensburg. It's 15 minutes, I think. (laughs) We'll come back. It it gets it. Um, One thing that. Well, you know, it's funny. Thorpe, the. Yeah, go ahead. Just before we move off of Thorpe, though, the. The uh, fruit stand there off the highway. Mm-hmm. All these years, I've I've driven past it, never stopped. And mm-hmm. one time, I needed gas, so I pulled over, and got gas there. But I went in there and I went into the antique mall of that thing. Yeah. That building is huge. It is. If, if you are into collectibles and in you know old stuff, uh, definitely, I would say that was be someplace. I, I stop there now, not regularly, but I do stop there. You know, three times a year and go in there and look around and see what, what might be catch my curiosity. Uh, it's, I just thought of it as a fruit stand on the side of the road. I didn't think anything of it. And it's a lot more than that. It is. Yeah. They have, um, a lot of local beer, wine, sauces, candy, um, you know, other edible goods downstairs. And then they rent out the top two floors to local artisans who can kind of feature either their crafts, or their antiques, um, as you had kind of mentioned. And it, it really is a unique experience to just go in there and walk around a bit and see what you can find. It's like treasure hunting. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I hijacked it again. I-90 no. <laughs> East. I-90 East. Yeah. So another thing that I guess East of Ellensburg is worth mentioning is our um, scenic byway, the Yakima Canyon. Um, a lot of folks think that the canyon's associated just with Yakima, but our county does go deep into the Yakima Canyon, and um, it it's a beautiful destination that I think is underrated. Uh, we have a ranch out there, a restaurant, a winery, um, River rafting is major during the summer. We have a lot of hiking opportunities, um, camping as well. Um, 
it's one of the top 10 Autobahn destinations in the world. We have incredible bird um, and bird watching opportunities for, for folks too. So I kind of like to point people in the direction of the Yakima Canyon, even when they visit Ellensburg, just because it is so unique. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a very important piece of our County. Um, even though a lot of folks just like to think Kittitas County is aligned right on I-90 there. Um, I think it kind of adds something special. And I'm doing my part to just keep, and I'm doing my part just to keep that. Cause I'm going, let's go East 90. I'm not even going. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely correct. The Yakima Canyon's very cool. And yeah. it's worthy of much more than we're giving it. Even it's very cool. Yeah. And you know, what, go ahead. What about Vantage? Let's just, let's just jump to Vantage for a second. We'll, we'll circle back. Like I warned you, this will bounce around a lot and I'm keeping true to my word. <laughs> it's totally fine. We have a lot of, I mean, our County's so diverse. It's hard <laughs> not to jump around. Um, yeah. Vantage. So 30 miles past Ellensburg um, is the region of Vantage right on the Columbia river. Um the Columbia River is kind of the border of Kittitas County, or at least what we like to think of it. Um, and we kind of serve all of our, um, just a lot of the stakeholders and partners in that area that are on that left side, the west side of the Columbia. Um, we have the Grinko Petrified Forest out there, which is really interesting to go and check out. Um, there's a rock shop out there too, that's associated with it, which is very interesting for, um, those who are seeking out different petrified wood and agate and different, um, geological elements of our area. We also have the Gorge Amphitheater, which of course is a major venue. Um, it has been prized as one of the top outdoor venues in our nation, and so that is a major attraction to the area, even though it's not necessarily in our county, we get so much tourism of folks coming over and staying here, hopping over for a concert and then coming back or um, even going through our smaller communities, stopping in Cleelum for gas, stopping in Ellensburg for, for lunch um, and to check out the area before heading up. Um, it really generates a lot of tourism for our region and is a big part of what we do. Um, so, yeah. And then another big project is the Vantage Bay development, um, which is just now being built and it's kind of a long-term process similar to Sunkadia, how it was kind of in the works for years before it was actually built out. Um, in about three years, they're going to move into phase two of their of their plan, their construction, which is building over 40 townhomes right there on the Columbia. Um, and then after this, they're going to move into the final phase of their development, which includes putting in a winery, a restaurant, um, and potentially a boutique hotel. These are all kind of very uh, overhead plans at this time. But the fact that this area has so much untapped potential and um, this group is coming in and developing something that is going to provide 
um, a lot of resources and things to do and accommodations for travelers. It's just needed more more now than ever. And especially with events starting to open up, I think it'll be um, it'll be a hit. It'll be a driver to our area for sure. That's great. What can you tell us, if anything? So if you can't, that's fine. But what can you tell us about all the the wind turbines? Do you guys do any other anything yeah. involved with discuss the discussions about you know what's going on with all those? Not in, from a non political. I'm not trying to be political. I'm just trying, what's going on with them. I mean, why why Kittitas County? You know what what can you share about that? Yeah, um, our area, the Kittitas Valley is, which really is the lower county, what is what we like to call it of. Um, Kittitas County, so pretty much a little bit past Cleelum through uh, Ellensburg and out towards Vantage, we're kind of a, it's a valley, right? So it kind of works as a vacuum to suck a lot of that wind into our valley. And it's a reason why our hay is such a big industry. Um, We're known for our Timothy hay, and we actually import our hay to countries all around the world, um, China, Japan, a lot of horses that are racehorses, award-winning animals are only fed hay from Ellensburg. Um, and we actually here in our office at the Chamber of Commerce um, do the certificate of origin to actually prove with every shipment of this hay that it's coming from such a renowned region. Um So uh, there is a lot of wind here, um, and anybody who's spent a little bit of time out in Ellensburg probably knows that. um, We work a lot with Puget Sound Energy and their wild horse wind facility, which is just outside of Ellensburg, a little bit east. Um, And they do a really good job explaining the process, explaining how they are focusing on renewable energy and what the turbines do. Um, You can actually go onto their website and sign up to do a tour and they will walk you around. You can actually go inside of the turbines and um, explore them for yourself and learn more about them as well. So um, yeah, that's a major attraction. We always point people in the direction of contacting the wild horse wind facility to kind of check that out. So you're saying we can go, if, if we're a guest, we can go inside the turbine. Are you saying we can go climb up to the top of the thing or just into the base of the thing? <laughs> no, unfortunately not to the top. Um, that would be pretty wild. Okay. I didn't want to go to the top. <laughs> no. Yeah, I want to um, go to the top. <laughs> no, just inside. And it is a, um, I, I think that they are still requiring reservations for um, the tours, but they do offer, um, you know, tour guides. They have educational displays to learn more about the solar technology. Um, and there's trails that lead to a solar array, a turbine generator, um, and other displays. And we actually have a little visitor center up there as well um, that is reopening in later this year. So you can go up, learn more about our area, chat with them and have a tour to actually go inside the wind turbines and and check it out. They 
Um, I wish I had the exact numbers of how tall they are, but it seems from uh, when you're driving by that they're so small, when in reality, you can fit a whole group of people inside of one. Um, They are pretty large. um, And yeah, they're able to take you up there and walk in. I saw a photograph online, so it must be true. (laughs) Um, And this was a European uh, wind turbine, right? Mm-hmm. And they it, they were up at the top where the blades are, and there was three workers. They'd opened the cover up so you could look in. So they were looking out from inside the turbine itself, you wow. know, the blades. Yeah. And there was three grown adults standing in this thing. So they are they're deceptively large. Right. It was, it was crazy. So, yeah, that's interesting. All right. So. I jokingly kid, we're going to talk about Ellensburg now. <laughs> Central Washington University, the Ellensburg Rodeo, those are two things that Ellensburg is known for. Can I put you on the spot and ask you for a couple of other things about Ellensburg that the general public might not easily you know, come to mind that are worthy of a comment? Yes. Um and I would say for anyone listening, if you want to really check out all that Ellensburg is known for, I'll kind of shamelessly plug our website. <laughs> we have a website called myellensburg.com. Um, and there we kind of list out everything that there is to see or do. A lot of local tips, places to eat, stay, um, things to do. And so that's a really good resource. Um, we are really known for our events usually. This year, of course, has been quite different, but um, I run our Winter Hop Brew Fest, which is an event where we have around 25,000 to 3,000 or 2,500 to 3,000 people, which is a big event out here in Kittitas County. Um, We have around 20 different venues all over Ellensburg um, with breweries and distilleries from all over the state and beyond. Um, that come out and, and do tastings. And um, we have our buskers in the Berg event, of course, the rodeo um, and other major events that are put on by the Ellensburg Downtown Association as well. They do an amazing job. Um, I think that the reason why events are so popular is because of our central location right in the middle of the state. Our historic downtown serves as an incredible venue We now have a boutique hotel, the Hotel Windrow, um, which sits right downtown and offers a really unique accommodation um, for folks coming out for events. And also our beer and wine culture is really big out here. We have a lot of local businesses that are just passionate about what they do, um, and it shows through their customer service. So it really is a unique experience to come to Ellensburg. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to figure out where to find your friends, you know, (laughs) and how to get there. And it's not as hectic (laughs) as a lot of the events that I find in other areas in the state. It really is a simple um, community-based way of gathering. And then some other things. In downtown Ellensburg, the architecture. Sorry, I cut you off. Go Go ahead. ahead. That's <laughs> uh, okay. No, you go right ahead. Go okay. Ahead. I would just say um, some other <laughs> things that we are kind of known for is our 
hiking, of course. We have a lot of scenic drives. Um, Highway 10 between Cleelum and Ellensburg is gorgeous on its own and extremely underrated. Uh, our whole county serves as really a seasonal escape for a lot of folks that live over on the wet side, as we like to call it, <laughs> and um, just don't experience <laughs> what a true um winter feels like, you know, what a true hot, blazing hot summer feels like. And um, out here, not only in our natural areas, you know, our hikes are completely different if you do them in the spring versus the winter versus the summer, um, but also our community. We really are a festive community, for lack of a better term. Our businesses like to celebrate the different seasons during the year and the seasons of growth that we experience as a community. So I think that that really rubs off on on our travelers, too. Put you on the spot. Okay. You're, I'm making an assumption that you are living in Kittitas County somewhere. Yes. You're, you're a resident. Favorite lunch place. Ooh, that's a good one. Right now, um, it's this little eatery called the Early Bird. I don't know if you've been there yet or not, but definitely check them out on Instagram. They have a Instagram that'll make your stomach grumble. Um, they have really unique, (laughs) (laughs) really unique food. They have like different little Belgian waffles, edible, like, um, savory waffles as well and they have different scrambles bowls a lot of brunch related foods um which we don't have a lot of places um in our county that are super um uh how do i explain this maybe just cut that part out that we don't have a lot of places in our county but i love how I just love how the early bird is super innovative. They're actually moving their location from being across from Fred Meyer over to where the current or the past iron horse, the pub was right on main street. Um, So they'll be moving into that location, which is an iconic partnership that we've seen between iron horse and the early bird. Um, And, they're going to be expanding. So it's not all public yet, but let's just say there's some exciting um, expansion going on there for them to have another menu for later in the day as well. um, And potentially like some Asian fusion um, inspired uh, menu selections as well. So if you're in Ellensburg, definitely check it out. It's worth it. Okay. All right. I'm a coffee fan, so I always like to know where to go to for a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? Because once you're out, you can say no, and then I can't. You can, you know. Where do you go for coffee? (laughs) Well, we have a Ellensburg staple called DNM, which I'm sure a lot of folks uh, it might ring a bell. So we have a downtown location for DNM, which is extremely popular, and it's really where I like to go if I want to go and sit down because it's right downtown. Um, if the farmer's market's going on, you know, it's a, it's a gorgeous spot to grab a coffee and sit down and, and kind of experience that and be able to walk through the market as well. We have, um, Heyday Bacon Brew, which is a new one as of, um, 
as of, I'd say in the last year or so, and they are right near the downtown core as well. They're delicious and they bake a lot of, I mean, a hundred percent of their desserts and their pastries right in house. Uh, Baker actually started the cafe. So um, that's another top choice. And then for folks who are driving through, um, definitely check out 1883 Coffee Co. Um, They are over on West University Way and they are hot. They have went from being, I mean, buying this drive-through location, I'd say about a year ago. I think they just celebrated their uh, first year anniversary. Now they are so popular. There is always a line um, and definitely worth waiting in. Um, they create really unique drinks and um, it, it's a local family that runs it. That's just really passionate about the area too. And so, yeah, those are kind of my, I'm a coffee drinker. Obviously I got a lot of favorites. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, that's, that's the beautiful thing. D and M's location in downtowns. You're right. I I've gone in there and it's a great place to sit. It's got a cool vibe. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I love the downtown core. I love the Davison building and, and all of that. I just, I very fond, like I said, my freshman year, um, downtown Ellensburg. I saw so D and M, but I have not tried 1883 coffee co. So I'm going to, uh, make sure I check them out on my next, my next, uh, visit to and through Ellensburg. Yeah. Why don't you tell us, you know, more, give us a little bit more insight to what the, I don't want to say this. And that's the beautiful thing about this podcast. So I can just mutter and ramble and everyone listens. Um, <laughs> tell us do. more about what, what the, the Kittitas County chamber, the, the chamber, what, what's the chamber, what's the chamber's goal? What are they trying to do just besides tourism though? I mean, what, for those people that aren't maybe members of a chamber of commerce or all of that, what's kind of the, the overarching premise of a chamber of commerce? Yeah, our whole focus is building business and building community. Um, this last year, I was thinking about it, it has been so calm and such a moment for a lot of us on a global scale to stop and pause and reflect and find new things to do and slow down. But in the chamber world, it has been the exact opposite. <laughs> it has been just every single day, you know, changes come out that we're monitoring on a national level, on a state level, and with our county officials um, to kind of direct how we can support those businesses. And it has been absolutely insane. (laughs) Um, In a good way, you know, we serve as that resource as the biggest nonprofit in Kittitas County um, to be that business support um, and offer an array of different ways that we provide that for both members and non-members. But this year has just been wild Um, and our, our businesses have just been resilient and creative, which inspires us to continue um, working with them and and serving them. Um, We have a membership sector of the chamber. So I think around 500 members across our County, which is, a lot for us for Kittitas County. 
Um, and they have exclusive member benefits as, you know, a lot of people know what a chamber does and that being kind of the backbone of our organization. Um, it, we help network them and connect them and find different, uh, resources and referrals to be able to connect them in a more strategic way. And then we also, um, help businesses as a whole through our economic development sector, um, providing grant opportunities, uh, workshops. We have a small business advisor who works at our small business development center, which is out in Cleelum. And she works hand on hand, hand in hand with all of our small businesses, um, all the way up to our larger ones in manufacturing and other major industries to offer them a free service for business coaching. She helps with marketing support. Um, She helps with looking at their books and their accounting department and helping strategize how they can uh, automate in, in that way as well. And so outside of our membership, we have a whole nother sector that's just supporting business as a whole um, in our community. Um, And then additionally, of course, tourism, which I am contracted out through our county and then other municipalities. And, you know, my department really doesn't have to do too much with membership. I just work with all of the tourism-related businesses across the county um, to really leverage what they're doing. Um, We have over 100,000 social media followers on all of our campaigns And in the last year, we've generated almost a million users to our tourism websites. Um, And this number is up 21% over the last year, over 2019. So even with the pandemic, we see that there is a major interest to travel to Kittitas County, which is a whole nother side of economic um, development. And this year, in this case, recovery, that kind of aligns with the chamber schools as well. So kind of a long answer, but we are super multifaceted and, and work with businesses in many different ways. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. That's a, that's a great answer, but you're not a one dimensional person. You don't just work at the chamber 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So what do you do? Where do you go? What places in Washington do you like to go to when you're, when you're off the clock, if you will? Um, yeah, I am a hiker and a backpacker. So a lot, a lot of my time is spent outside. I really do like to recreate in Kittitas County. I honestly think that, um, for being someone who really values getting outdoors, this is one of the most feasible regions to live and work and play and be able to um, experience different landscapes and uh, trails and other recreation-based opportunities that are all within like a half-hour drive. It's just way too easy out here to um, make the excuse to go anywhere else. But, of course, I love um, uh, Olympic Peninsula. I love over on the west side where I'm from. There's a lot of um, I'm from Tacoma, Puyallup area. And of course the restaurant scene over there is incredible. Um, the events are so fun. Um, and then of course the North Cascades, 
are a super hot hiking location. And I like to go, I'd prefer to go east if anywhere. If I'm choosing a hiking destination, I'd rather go up towards Chelan or, or towards Leavenworth than over um, on the west side, just because that's how we are over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's how we are over Once here. Once you go east no side, yeah, you don't go back. Anybody on the west side. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You just don't. So why don't we wrap this up? And for people that want to take a look at what the, the chamber's doing and they can be found online. So where's some where's some good places to uh, point people to? And, and also you have a, a, a personal blog where you kind of chronicle some of your hiking. Mm-hmm. If you want to share that, that'd be great. Yeah, um, I would definitely follow Central Washington Outdoor. We're on all social media platforms and the link to our website is in the bio of our like Instagram page or any social media. This campaign is really focused around what I was talking about at Snoqualmie Pass, recreating responsibly, figuring out where to go, where not to go, learning about the history of our region. Um, collaborating with other travelers and recreators on where the best spots are to go for playing in the water or photography or for viewing wildlife. Um, That's kind of a huge hub that we work with a lot of our partners to um, just point a lot of outdoor resources. Um, Also follow my Ellensburg, as I had mentioned. Um, And then discover Cleellum is another one of our key campaigns that is really important to us and is a really fun one to follow. You learn a lot about the area. We leverage different businesses that you should check out when you're in town um, and other things to do. And um, the website link is in our bio as well, discovercleelum.com. And then personally, I'm on Instagram at explored by Madison Ford. My blog is in the bio as well, Outdoors Explored, and I blog about um, getting outside, the way that it connects us to the world and other people and ourselves, of course. So thank you. Please follow us on all of those. (laughs) There we go. Well, I really appreciate you being on. This has been a lot of fun for me. And uh, it's always kind of fun to talk about. I, I, you know, it's funny. I'm going to just say this. I feel like Ellensburg, I consider Ellensburg home mm-hmm. to me. I don't know why I, I lived there for about six years. Um, and I couldn't, when I grew up in the Tacoma area, I couldn't wait to leave. Yeah. And um, I really, I really enjoyed my college years and I really felt really very connected to the whole area of Ellensburg and Clay Elm and all of that. I have friends in Ellensburg and Cleelum and we go over there regularly. It's a beautiful spot in the state. And, uh, I just, yeah, I encourage people to go take a look at it. Cause you, you said some things here that like you brought up the gorge and you broke my heart <laughs> into a show this in a year or more. Yeah. And this is devastating to me personally, but no one cares. Um, <laughs> But thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. And <laughs> we will, uh, we'll, we will put a link to your sites in the show notes and all that. And we'll encourage people to check it out and uh, keep on doing this because you're, you guys are doing a great job in the County. Great. Thank you so much, Scott. I really appreciate the opportunity and I love everything that you guys are doing as well as I'd follow you for years at this point and um, love all the content that you put out and really appreciate you leveraging a lot of our small businesses too. 
Thanks. The, the check's in the mail. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's it for this episode, folks. Take care. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.